Oh, right now we're doing my tea. My tea? Uh huh. Ready five minutes, okay. five times. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> to episode five. Is that accurate? I believe so. Nice. Episode four was the Aspen Forest. Nice, very good. Hello, friends. Welcome to Untitled Van Life Project, the podcast. I'm Amy. Well, that sounded weird. <laughs> <laughs> you had a little bit of a tea still in your throat. I did, I did. I'm drinking some tea, and I think it was stuck in my throat. I'm going to try that again. <clears throat> I'm Amy. And I'm Caleb. And we live in a van. <laughs> and I guess that is the whole point of this podcast um, as of right now, this iteration of it. This series, I guess. We're doing some new exciting things mm-hmm. with the podcast. Yeah, we are. If you haven't checked it out already, um, we have started a series with our friend Q called Midday Ramblings with Q. And right now, in that series, we are talking about The Midnight Gospel, which is a show on Netflix created by Duncan Trussell. You should definitely check it out. And if you dig what you see and hear in the show, check out the podcast. Yeah, yeah. It's a very uh, specific little... Um, podcast about that show. If you if you don't watch the show, or you haven't watched it, then that's probably your. I don't know. You might still enjoy it. I was gonna say. I actually think if you don't watch the show, or you haven't, or you just don't have time, whatever, um, the show basically just brings about really good topics of conversation, and we kind of just reflect on what they talk about and kind of give our input or our learnings or topics of conversation from mm-hmm. meditation to death to. Uh, uh, the use of psychedelic drugs, you know, all this stuff. Lots of good stuff being talked about. So, yeah, I actually um, think it would be a good one to listen to if you haven't watched the show. But the show is awesome, and that's what inspired us to do it. So I would definitely check that out if you can. But in this episode, we're talking about... We're talking about van life in this episode. <laughs> van life. So last time we talked about van life, we were in the Aspen Forest. Which is crazy. That feels like two months ago, and you said it was two weeks? It was, it was two week, almost two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, it'll be two weeks tomorrow that we recorded that one. Yeah, and it's crazy to think we've already, all the places we've already been, we've already been, we were in Telluride when we recorded that one, and now we've already been back to Telluride. <laughs> we have and left now we're already and not back. in Telluride again. <laughs> I mean, we're not far from Telluride. Mm-hmm. We are in Montrose. Yeah, so right now we are in Montrose, Colorado. Which, How the hell did we end up in Montrose, <laughs> Colorado? <laughs> okay, well, we spent some time in Telluride in Ure um, earlier this week, and it is great. It is beautiful out there, for sure. But we ended up in Montrose. Well, I guess first we ended up in Montrose because we needed some work done on the van, of course. What's new? Another <laughs> podcast, another podcast where we're talking about getting work done on the van. Um, this is van life. This is van life. For that, but then also... Montrose is close enough to both those towns, and they have Wi-Fi, and they have a good grocery store. It was time for us to, I think... And they have a lot of locals. They have a lot of locals. A lot of Montrose locals. (laughs) A lot of people in Montrose love Montrose. Yeah. So that's my word, Montrose. (laughs) But it is crazy to think about. That does not feel like two weeks... I mean, I don't really know what two weeks feels like, honestly, but right now, two weeks is feeling like the equivalent of maybe two years. At least maybe two months. Yeah. Um, okay, yeah especially this time around, because actually in this time around, we had a few days apart from each other, which we had did. not happened yet in band life. We did. 
So Caleb had the opportunity to the do... The opportunity. Uh, <laughs> I granted thank, him this opportunity. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for granting this opportunity. <laughs> Caleb got to do some solo van life in. Um, I took a trip to Nashville for a few days, which is where we are from. And during that time, Caleb got to stay in the van by himself. I did. Can you give us some reflections like on that? For like five days. Some reflections on that? Like, did it go by fast? Did it go by slow? Were you bored? Were you lonely? Did you cry because you missed me so wow. much? <laughs> um, yes and no. Okay. No, I, I mean, especially in regards to the, the time, I think we're just going to have to have a whole Van Life podcast episode <laughs> dedicated to trying to figure out what time is in the van. Just what time is in 2020, anyway. I don't it's get it, slowly, period. End of episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, there we go. Don't get it. Doesn't make sense. Doesn't seem to add up. It's Experiences can overpower time. I don't know. Um, yeah, it was... I. Did not say a lot of words, I don't think, mm-hmm. <laughs> out into the universe. Um, I stayed in a few spots we'd stayed before, but uh, they were super secluded this time around. Um, I don't know if it was because of all the wildfires that have been going on in Colorado the last few weeks. The, the places were pretty smoky. Um, but yeah, just had a, just had the van to myself and the doggies. Got to play some a lot of frisbee, did some hiking through the forest, uh, did a lot of reading, looked at the stars, you know, pretty much all the stuff I do with you here, <laughs> but uh, just not saying as many words, not talking to people. Did you enjoy your solo van lifetime? Yes, I did, definitely. Did you wish it was longer or shorter, or was it just like, did it feel, it felt good? It felt good. I don't think I wish it was either. I'm glad for the time um, that you granted me the uh, opportunity to spend van life solo while you had to go travel. <laughs> uh, no, it was it was really good. I think um, a question that I've heard a few times about van life is just like how we deal with each other in space, because like um, even from other people have done van life. If there's two people in the van, I mean, already a van is tiny yeah. with one person. Throwing two people in a relationship, even in a marriage, I mean, you still need, like, space, and there's still moments where, you know, you want to be alone, and it's really hard to find that. I know we like being together, but, uh, you know, it's a conversation that keeps coming up, how we want to be intentional, more intentional with taking alone time. And it's not time away from the other person, it's just time to be with yourself. Exactly. So the van, or or you granted me this opportunity, and I feel like I fully took advantage of it. And I enjoyed the days I had and the nights I had um, alone, and I'm glad you're back. Thanks. Feels like, once again, now that you've returned, it feels like another chapter has turned in van life. Like, that was a new phase. We're now in phase three three already. That's really cool to hear. you and I'm not surprised either that you were super intentional with your time by Uh yourself but yeah like I said not surprised to hear that that sounds that sounds like you (laughs) do you feel like you learned anything new or like about the van about the van about yourself about yourself in van life Um, or did you come away from that week thinking like I want to implement this more or make this more of a priority well I think the intentional solo time is mm-hmm. what's come from that. Um, it's 
like I mentioned, we've been like sitting down and kind of like talking about things we want to, as like we're getting more and more into van life. Now we're on almost completed month two, mm-hmm. I guess, technically almost, almost like right months. now or almost two months in, uh, we've like over the last month, I think we've been talking about like, Oh, I really want to institute this and I really want to start doing this. And, uh, from we've said you should we tell some of them sure okay i like that uh yeah it's cool we just like sat down it's kind of like personal goals or personal goals with us and van life um and one theme that's come up multiple times we've talked about is taking intentional solo time whether that's we've tossed around the idea uh i've gone on the solo hike Mm -hmm. i did that right before my birthday actually it was like yeah, I was gone for like four hours or something. Me and Pibu, me and Kona. Um, and you've said that too. Just what is? what do you think that'll look like for you? I think for me, it's going to look different depending on the circumstance. Um, I know you have mentioned for yourself, when you think of intentional solo time, you normally think of hiking or yeah, maybe... time in nature and yeah. solo time goes, especially with the access from van life. Mm-hmm. You've mentioned hiking and then you've also even mentioned like taking a night and like hiking in our tent and just like solo camping for a night. Um, yeah, definitely want to do that. September. Yeah. September. <laughs> yes, because we are running low on August days. <laughs> oh, yeah, super low on August days. Um, I think for me, though, it's going to look different depending on the moment. Like some moments, I think I want to go for a hike. I think some moments, um, if we're by water, I'll just want to go sit by water. Um, some moments, I think that'll be... Maybe like laying on the roof and reading or listening to a podcast mm. or I don't know. It's I think for me it'll look different depending on the moment. Different levels of solo time. Yeah. From yeah. And I think even for me too, sometimes I want the solo time to be totally quiet and I'm just walking or sitting somewhere without any external sound. And then sometimes I like my solo time to be listening to a podcast or listening to music while walking or sitting or doing something. So I think even that aspect of it will change, too. Yeah, it's amazing just even, like, you know, so you said listening to music is kind of, like, intentional solo time. Because, <laughs> yeah, it is. We just share so much space and energy. Like, if someone's listening to music, everyone's listening to music. Or mm-hmm. everyone's listening to that music, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's, like, yeah, it's... Uh, we've been talking about just being more intentional with taking these intentional solo times from each other. Not in a way to, like, do stuff without the other one, but just to... We know that... Working on ourselves, being solo, like, mm-hmm. benefits the group as mm-hmm. well. <laughs> and we've talked, too, about how, like, we need, <laughs> I think both of us need, like, to hold each other accountable in this because we do like being around each other so much and we like sharing experiences together. Mm-hmm. So, like you mentioned, it's not us, like, wanting to um, experience something without the other, but... We do just naturally enjoy, like, if you are going on a hike, you naturally just want me to come. And I know you're going to want to come, and I know I'm going to want you to come, but I know I need to, like, realize, like, okay, I'm going to do this one solo. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's not, like, necessarily taking away an experience from the other person. It's, like you said, adding to the greater whole of their relationship. Yeah. And then, of course, I would still do that hike again later, if with you, if you wanted to. But Yeah. Yeah. So that's been one we've been talking about. Another one is just uh, waking up with the sunrise and going to sleep or, like, you know, winding down more when the sun goes down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was something I was – I remember talking about this in our first podcast we did, um, talking about our Moab trip and just, like, moving yeah. into the van and what we were excited about. And that was one thing that I definitely kept saying was I'm really excited to get on – schedule like with the earth like your circadian rhythm um the natural way 
our bodies like to be awake and sleep. And for the first few weeks or so, it was, it was a little inconsistent, I would say, on waking up and going to sleep. Yeah, well, I mean, I think we've talked about this, too. The van is really cozy. Yeah. Like, uh, I mean, even yesterday in Montrose, mm-hmm. <laughs> we woke up and it was, like, lightly raining from probably, like, 5.30 a.m. to, like, 9 a.m. Yeah. Um, and we could just not get out of bed. <laughs> it was so cozy. It and was You could just so hear the rain and, like, cozy. look out the back windows and see all of the droplets. Yeah, I mean, um, that sounds just like we're in a little cabin out mm-hmm. in the middle of Montrose. I mean, that's hard. And then, of course, if it's, like, chilly in the morning, that's hard to get up. Which I think, I kind of feel like the first few weeks, that's why we stayed in bed so long. Because it was, like, colder the first few weeks. But it's been warm. Well, yeah, I was going to say, this, this like waking up with the sun and stuff has definitely also depended on the spot we're at Mm -hmm. um we even talked to mike about this you guys remember mike from when i mentioned him the guy (laughs) i mentioned him so you remember him (laughs) you remember mike you better remember mike we're gonna quiz you on all this stuff (laughs) it's gonna be untitled van life quizzes to download from each podcast Uh, i'll get on that um no but he was saying like depending on the spot too like uh Mike's a guy that's traveling the country just on his dirt bike right now and then lives in uh, camps in a tent each night. But, uh, like, you know, in the Aspen Forest, take for example, the uh, we did not get hit with sun in the van until a lot later than after it rose. One, because we were in the shadow of some mountains. Two, because we were surrounded by a forest. But when we're on Twin Lakes, like, hmm. I remember this specifically actually on my birthday. I felt like it was the first time we had parked in that spot and our back windows were right at sunrise. Well, so the light's hitting us right at 6 a.m., you know, essentially the first rays. And I kind of, I mean, I'm a little light sleeper in the morning. So, yeah, like, I'll are. wake up pretty easily to light. Um, and so, yeah, those days it felt supernatural. I'd wake up at 6 a.m., 6.30, right as the sunrise was, like, hitting me in my eyes. I would watch it for a few minutes, and I'd just get up. It's felt really good, It has honestly. felt really good. And but it definitely depends a little on the spot right now. It does. It does. And then, yeah, I kind of had a perimeter with that one, too, though. I'm a big fan of sleep. <laughs> <laughs> and I need, you do require more sleep I than need I a lot of sleep. Um, and I, I mean, obviously know how we all know, and I've heard about how important sleep is for your health in all aspects. So I did kind of set like a boundary of like, I still need at least eight hours. So like if we stay up super late and then we're going to bed at like 1am, I'm not going to just wake up with the sunrise just to keep that up. I'm going to sleep my eight hours. I'm going to wake up at nine. <laughs> or try to at least. And I do You're a little have, different than yeah, that. Yeah, that's because I can't stop playing Breath of the Wild. <laughs> but also too, I can't remember the last time I stayed up till one a.m. So that was a, <laughs> that was a dramatic. Um, did you stay up till one a.m. in Nashville? Any? I did. Okay, there you go. Yeah. That was the last time. I figured it out. It's been since the last podcast. <laughs> it was a different time zone though, so it was. It, only felt it was like midnight. midnight here. Okay, yeah. fair. <laughs> like the midnight gospel. What's another one we? <laughs> Uh, um, read something and write something every day. Yes. I really, really liked how you worded that when you wrote it down. Mm-hmm. Because, like, I think, <laughs> I mean, from time to time, maybe around the new year, we have, like, talks together over the years about, like, some stuff we want to, like, start. It's been a lot more prevalent in van life now that we're, like, in it. But uh, where I feel like every year we're like, oh, no, read more. And, like, I want to write a lot. But mm-hmm. it's, like, hard putting parameters on those things, being like, mm-hmm. I want to write every day because... Some days you come to your journal and there's nothing there. Yes. And then it's... Example one, (laughs) after writing that goal down in my journal... (laughs) Have you done it yet? (laughs) 
That was the last thing I wrote until yesterday when we decided to revisit our goals <laughs> <laughs> that we had written at the beginning of the week. Yeah, and then was read something and write something every, every day. day. And I was like, well, I haven't written anything, but... But that's a good one. It feels broad enough to where uh, I can, you can come to it on your own terms. Very approachable. That is what I was kind of aiming for with that one. Like, I didn't want to say, like, write in my journal every day. I just want to mm-hmm. say write. So, like, something could be in your journal. It could be an Instagram caption. Mm-hmm. It could be an email that, like, maybe you haven't been wanting to send or something. It could be a text. It could be, in my mind, it was just anything like that. Mm-hmm. Which I I liked that. Same same with reading. Um, it didn't. Ha- it doesn't have to be a book necessarily. It could be an article on something I've wanted to learn about or something I wanted to look up. Um, yeah, yeah, it could be anything. Yeah. That was a good one. And we have yet to do it. What's new? <laughs> with but making I, goals. <laughs> I, th- I mean, but I don't feel discouraged by that. Do you? No, not at all. I mean, that's kind of how I think uh, to bring back up time and van life. Like, it still feels like we just made that, yeah. like, yesterday. It still feels like that the it next day. It was six day, days ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it feels like the next day where I would go forth with instituting those hasn't started yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's yes. where I'm like, oh, we, when we pulled it out and you're like, wow, I actually wrote those six days ago. Mm-hmm. I'm like, nope, today is the next day. But I think that's key with goals is not getting down on yourself if you don't meet them every day. No, it still feels like one I want to pursue wholeheartedly. Yeah. yeah. Read something, write something every day. Go to bed, wake up with the sun. Solo, intentional solo time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, I did put buy a candle on there and I did buy a candle. Nice job. <laughs> that was one of my goals. <laughs> yeah. To make it more cozy, to make it harder to wake up with the sun is what it is. Yes, with that rain falling, I immediately just wanted to light a candle. It's great. Yeah. So do you feel like a van life pro now? Um, Oh, rubbing my face on that one. That's a hard one to answer. No. (laughs) I feel pretty good about it. You know, I definitely know, I and uh, I think we've found spots and areas and kind of like that we can really do life well mm-hmm. or do van life well, you know, mm-hmm. we and get in rhythms if we need to. Like I know even you returning from Nashville, you said that we like kind of laid out, hard to lay out plans, hard to plan ahead. Uh, but we kind of laid out some plans as like almost a like grounding sequence <laughs> until our the time we had to be in winter park which is in two weeks from today mm-hmm. um because like we know there's some beautiful spots where we can like get all the things we want and our goals like alone time time with nature as well as like probably we have connection to service be within reach of a town um, be able to get work done if we want to yeah yeah i think i've heard a lot of van people talk about this but finding the balance between like van life being like life like your lifestyle and it being just like a constant um a constant road trip yeah a constant road trip or a constant vacation um like finding the balance there especially for people like us who are wanting to do this full-time long-term like we're not like oh we live here for three months and then we have a house here yeah like this is it so i've read a lot of people talking about it's been on my mind a lot lately just about if that is the intention you're going into van life with like actually doing that and finding out how to balance that with the 
fun adventure travel vacation aspects of it too. Because mm-hmm. if you get too sucked into the vacation aspect of it, then it's, I don't know. I can understand how it wouldn't then feel like life. Like in my mind, I think it would always be compartmentalized as like, this isn't life. This is just like vacation right now. Mm-hmm. And then I'll go back to life at some point. But like learning how to merge the two yeah. is kind of the sweet spot. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I think we just, uh, uh, not counting last night, but then the night before, it was like six nights in a row. We had stayed in different spots Mm -hmm. every single night, which Mm -hmm. was the first time that had happened uh, since we moved into van life. And so I think, and then we were in spots like, I mean, let's see, we started, I picked you up in Denver. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, also, favorite spot we've ever stayed in. When you were about to leave for the airport, we did stay in a parking lot. First time we stayed in a parking <laughs> That's lot. That's true. We haven't. <laughs> yes. We officially stayed in a parking lot for the first time. Um, yeah. Not the night before I left for the airport. I wanted to be close. And so we found a spot that we could sleep in. I mean, it's super convenient. If you're... Flying, we, it was very convenient. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can stay like 10 minutes from the airport, mm-hmm. literally. I'm not sure if that was legal, but... I don't know why it was like you. Oh, you pay to park your car there. Yeah, we weren't par- we weren't parked at the airport. We were parked in an airport parking lot. Yeah. An exit. Yeah. Away. But anyways, yeah, we stayed in the parking lot. But then when I picked you up mm-hmm. from uh, Denver on your way back, and we went from like Denver to Twin Lakes for a night to what Montrose mm-hmm. to, to Uray, which we uh, stayed in two different spots in Uray. Stayed in two different spots in Uray each night, uh, and then one of those. Days I went to Telluride for the whole day and then mm-hmm. came back to Uray, and then we we, Montrose. we had to come back to Montrose because that's when our muffler just rusted in half mm-hmm. and we needed to find someone to weld it back. So we came to Montrose, found someone, and we're like, you know what? Let's <laughs> stay in Montrose. It's been like a week. We've been like, it's felt like we've traveled every single night. It's not the most scenic spot, especially compared to Uray and Telluride, which are only like an hour away. <laughs> Though you wouldn't know that from talking to the locals. They love those western slopes. But we both, I think we both just needed like some stability for a second. We looked into like getting some Airbnbs or staying in a hotel, but like I was literally looking for the night of, and it was a Friday night, so it was a weekend, so there were not very many options. And we have dogs, so that limits the options as well. But... I think you were feeling this way too, but I know I definitely was. I needed, I was like, I just need to stay the same spot for like two or three nights. Yeah. And then almost even like kind of continue that up until Mm -hmm. the next point we have to be winter park in two weeks. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I'm totally down for that because even, I mean, these home spots, these home bases we have, they're still like gorgeous and epic and beautiful. Uh, Like the spots we stay around Twin Lakes, it's like the dream. It's Mm -hmm. like we're right on the shores of the lake with Mount Elbert in the background uh, reflecting perfectly on the water in the mornings and then watching the sunset at night. Like, I mean, like that, oh, that's where we're going to go stay this week. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Uh. No, so like, yeah, totally down for that. And we know we have service there so we can do work, we can Mm -hmm. connect, we can podcast, we can, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of stay in life yes yes but yes these adventures out to tell you right in your do feel more like adventures and i was yes. worn out from them yeah as well yeah yeah caleb got to have some pretty intense adventures in your what did you experience what were you out lots of hail <laughs> <laughs> trying to shoot an elopement hail. with hail trying to shoot elopement with hail no trying to i pull out my drone to fly it and 
five minutes up into the air and starts hailing. My drone's over a lake. We're up at like tree lion in Ure. And it's just, the hail is just like pelting at us. And I'm like, all my camera gear is out and I'm trying to land the drone, just getting soaked and like hit with hail. That was wild. And then our drone's name is Donnie Drono. Donnie Drono. Donnie disobeyed you. He became and started, sentient. started to, fl- <laughs> to fly away from you when you thought you had lost him. You're right, yeah. I did the riskiest crazy. thing ever, and the we did a Jeep tour up into Ure to film their love, and it was so beautiful. And then on the way home, I really wanted to get some Jeep, some drone Jeep footage from Donnie um, of the Jeep, like driving along these cliffs. But I knew that he wasn't going to have a home point, that he was just going to be, like, flying around with the remote. And I would essentially have to fly him all the way down the mountain. And I had never done that. I've always taken him off and landed him from a home point. (laughs) Um, And as I was trying to land him after we came all the way down, he did not land, uh, probably because there was water in his system. And he, I turned off the controller and closed the app that I control him from, and he just, like, took off up into the air. And his battery was getting low, and I thought he was just going to take up all the way back up the mountain from where I originally took him off from. And I was like, that's it. Donnie's gone. He's just doing his own thing. But, but Donnie came back. He came back, and he landed, and he's safe. And now I have some epic drum <laughs> <laughs> of the freaking year and tell you're so worth it yeah yes look (laughs) be on the lookout for those so yeah very awesome days until you're at and you're a but very um, adventurous very adventurous yeah so we needed some grounding yes and we got it here we are in montrose grounding here we are in montrose grounding there's nothing but ground here in montrose (laughs) (laughs) and some slopes it kind of looks like moab a little bit it's not as like i don't think it's as pretty as moab or as like otherworldly but it's just a desert vibe it's a very desert vibe not quite as hot mm-hmm. or oh, cold definitely um uh, a little lower in elevation probably for that but yeah uh yeah it's more of like a farming town on the very far western slopes of the rockies mm-hmm. which you don't see a whole lot you can see the mountains in telluride way off in the distance yeah, here that's distance. that's probably the prettiest yeah. spot yeah but the sun we did mention this. The sunsets here have been super pretty because it is so flat and you can see for so far. Mm-hmm. As opposed to somewhere in Telluride or Ure, when you're surrounded by mountains, so of course it's gorgeous. Or maybe you're in some kind of forest, you can't really see the sunset. So it has been cool to see the expanse of the sky. And being extremely secluded, even on weekends. No yes. one is here. I, yeah, I don't know if like we haven't discovered something that keeps people away but (laughs) well i think it's all the glass at the campsites (laughs) there seems to be more broken glass at the campsites in montrose than there does dirt yes there Uh, is we found we found one with the least amount we have seen yeah we've actually stayed in montrose this will be our third night in the Mm -hmm. last week but all different spots because we've been trying to find one that's yeah safe for the dogs to run around so yeah lots lots of trash out here which is unfortunate that is unfortunate pack it in pack it out camp responsibly <laughs> reminder from psa me. reminder from amy i feel like there was another besides sleeping in the parking lot i feel like there was another first that we hadn't been life in the last two weeks and there it, was a lot oh, of first actually i know what it was i'm like there was a lot of first yesterday <laughs> and the day before okay i know what it was um we reserved a campsite for the first time oh yeah and it came to backfire it was the first time we paid for a campsite well it was a couple things yeah First time we'd ever paid for a campsite in Ure. Um, 
Caleb was shooting an elopement the next day, and I just kind of wanted to have, I just wanted to, like, get a spot and just kind of settle in, kind of ground. Yeah. <laughs> like the theme of this episode, ground before his um, elopement the next day. And so we found a campground that was, like, 10 minutes from, like, it was very close to town. Um, Which is saying a lot, because, like, if you, you're in Telluride, like, to find really any kind of camping outside of campgrounds, you got to go, like, an hour outside mm-hmm. of town or, like, an hour straight up into the peaks. <laughs> it's only, like, um, a six-mile drive. Yeah, but... <laughs> and knowing we had to be in town or, like, have access to town and hopefully service so I could, like, find some information out. Uh, yeah. Staying close felt like the best option, even if we had to pay. So we, for the first time, paid for a campsite. Um, it was great. It was awesome. So then the next day, the morning before the elopement, um, when the host was coming around to collect some things, we told him we wanted to reserve the spot again for that night. So I was thinking... Once Caleb's done, it'll be like 7.30 or 8. I'd rather once again Probably just, be getting dark. It'll be getting dark. Just know that we have a spot to stay. Yeah. Especially in your... Like, that was only our... That would have been our second day in your and we just didn't know the area very yeah. well. I think... Well, also just in van life, I think the thing we try to avoid, too, is like, you don't want to be... I know it's easy for us to, like, pull over anywhere mm-hmm. um, and just sleep because it's all just right here. But also, we don't want to be, like, driving around trying to find the spot to, to sleep while it's dark. Yeah. Um, especially if we go down these roads, these that we don't really know gravel roads where yeah. they end, or so that's I feel like that's just like an unspoken rule. It's like yeah, if we can, yeah, we try to land before it gets dark for sure. So we reserved the spot for that night again, um, and that night when we got back to our spot, there were people there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this the way this campground worked, it wasn't. It's kind of a mix between dispersed camping and a campground. Um, like it's just you, Ure, and Ure is super relaxed. <laughs> you do have a spot with, like, a little picnic table and, like, a, a square to put a tent. Um, but the way you pay is literally just by the host coming by um, whenever he wants, basically in the afternoon or evening, and you giving yeah. him 10 bucks. So this family came after the host had come by, so they didn't even know they had to pay for a spot. Um, and, yeah, there was a little post with a little, like, reserved on this day sticker on it but yeah. it's tiny it's or very hard to see it was just like see. this spot has been paid for mm-hmm. on the august 26th mm-hmm. but like has no name no license yeah. plate no nothing only so larry knows anyone. we paid yeah. for it so yeah we kind of pulled up and that was kind of a that was a hard moment because we both were like i mean we don't it was dark it was after 8 p.m so we're like we're not going to tell them they have to like leave and yeah it was this family and they they're had, all like, set up they had a fire going i'm like oh yeah they had shit. a fire going they had several tents set up and like lights like yeah. they had their whole thing going so we're like we can't tell them or i neither one of us wanted to tell them they had to move but like also we didn't really know what to do so caleb went and talked to them they were very kind they obviously had no idea they'd taken someone's spot they offered um, for us to actually like park in the spot with them. Yeah, they were like gonna move their cars and they're like, you guys can stay right here beside us. Yeah. And I was like, you got your whole family set up here. <laughs> it's fine. We'll go, like, we can stay anywhere. Yes. So we decided to just, this is another first, pull off on the side of the road on like a pull off and we slept there. Yeah. I mean, not like a highway road. It was like a no, county no, no. road. It was a county road like on the way to the campground. Yes. Which it was is... a gravel road um, and it has. It had several long pull-off spots. Yeah. Um, and so we just found one, and we knew, once again, we had to be back in town early the next day. So it literally was just, we sleep there, and we woke up at, like, 7 and left. <laughs> yeah, and then went to Telluride and came back and then drove mm-hmm. to Montrose and stayed that night. But, yeah, it's like even those situations where 
we're having to like pick up and just move even in the same city like that kind of does take a toll on you it feels like you're on a long road trip yeah i know Mm -hmm. we're sleeping in the same bed every night and everything in the van's the same but like we're having to move we're having to like switch the van from travel mode to sleep mode Mm -hmm. incognito mode Mm -hmm. (laughs) um and yeah just it's hard to keep your footing it's hard for me to like fully spread out and get comfortable because i feel like i'm like okay this is temporary like literally in 10 hours we're gonna move so i don't know yeah well i think that's why it's hard for us to like (laughs) uh follow through with those goals i think that's where Mm -hmm. time gets away from us because it feels like every moment we're needing to accomplish the next task it's like every ever since we got to ura pretty much ever since i picked you up from the airport we needed to make our way out to ura for this elopement um we did it over the course of three days but every day it's like okay we need to leave by this time we need to travel here we need to find the spot uh we need to get in the campground we need to do this Mm -hmm. it was just like taking care of the next task and sometimes over the course of days like van life is so full of that you blink and then it's a week later and it's like man we've stayed in seven different spots lots seven different nights been to four different cities mm-hmm. and i feel yeah. completely like loose like yeah. any little wind could just like slip my feet out from under me yeah that was a perfect description <laughs> that's totally that's totally what it feels like so so here we are here we are minutes. grounding in mantras grounding. <laughs> in how have Montrose. you felt so then we've been in this spot um today is sunday afternoon and we got to this spot on like friday afternoon so it's been like 48 hours roughly yeah how do you feel grounded now after 48 hours do you feel like yeah i'm getting there i think i mean even just like sitting down and finally recording another podcast two weeks later Mm -hmm. it's like we want to keep on putting out more of these but (laughs) well i was out of town like we true i do forget one of those two weeks like pretty much didn't happen either (laughs) yeah uh yeah no, so, so yeah, feel? I feel like if you guys sitting down doing this, I got to do some like video editing yesterday. I've gotten to sit on the roof and play guitar. We've had happy hour and chips. Uh, <laughs> another new thing, yeah, happy hour and chips and salsa on the van oh, roof wait, watching the sun. We're out of chips. Can you go get us some, please? Someone, we are someone obsessed with plantain chips. Plantain right chips. <laughs> Barnana or Inca are my favorite brands. Thank you. Sponsor me. Or surprise us. <laughs> oh, another first thing we did. Um, I did this first when you were in Nashville, but I watched the NBA playoffs on our phone streams. I was able to stream it when I was at Twin Lakes when you were gone. Watch the Lakers and Blazers game one. Next time I was able to even follow it was probably last night. I'm like, oh, wow, the Lakers are up 3-1. Damian Lewis dis- dislocated his finger in game two and has been changed. out. <laughs> or hurt his knee now. And, yeah, things have changed drastically. Yeah. Um, but we watched the game again last night because we have pretty good service in Montrose. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's kind of felt – it feels good doing those things a little mm-hmm. bit. We set up the projector, played some CTR. Like, we typically don't Harry do that Potter. when we're traveling. Oh, we did play Harry Potter. Yeah. We typically don't do that when we're, like, traveling back to back to back. We probably just handheld it. So, yeah, it's kind of nice to make camp for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How are you feeling about it? I feel the same way. And I feel like – I don't know, it's kind of just, like, reaffirming. I don't know, I think I'm learning it's just going to be, I think, like, this cycle of, like, traveling and adventure and then grounding. Mm-hmm. Traveling and adventure. and then Like, I feel like I am refilling myself for whatever the next adventures are. Yes, that's true. I, I agree that. I and uh, 
I don't want to say we're pros at that or pros at van life, but I do think leading up to van life, I think what how we feel so like you know, I think taking moving into a van felt like it was a natural path our lives had taken is because over the last year and a half, I feel like that had become the cycle of our lives. It was like we were traveling, adventuring, and come back and grounding, mm-hmm. and traveling, adventuring, traveling, 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 grounding. Mm-hmm. It was like trying to balance that. Yeah. Um, even before we moved into the van and we were like, you know what? I think we can do, we could live into a van like this. <laughs> we were traveling so much. We were flying every, Yeah. Over the last year and a half. Yeah. Um, so I feel like we really kind of got into that rhythm. I think then quarantine came, settled us down. Lots gave of us grounding. Some, I know we've talked about that. Yeah. And then back into the, like getting back into the flow of being able to ground when you need to, and then turn on the jets and adventure mm-hmm. and land the drone in the hail. <laughs> Kinda. <laughs> and I think I'm learning what grounding looks like here in this lifestyle. Like I knew what it looked like in our house in Denver. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, ha- it's like kind of having to relearn just in this new environment and this new energy, um, what grounding looks like for me here. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It, it's different. I still, I mean, it's different. I still haven't put like my finger on what grounds me. I was about, I, that was going to be my question. Oh, really? Like, what are some things that ground you? Well, like I know back in, I think this was more in the environment, a controlled environment, like at our house. I mean, yoga has always been a grounding thing for me. Um, and it still is. Yeah. Pause. Pause. We got to get Remus. Okay. I'll break down who Remus is. Remus is our portable battery friend. <laughs> we ended up a couple weeks into moving into the van, um, learning that with our mini fridge that we have, it completely drains and uses all of our solar power, which we have actually decided now that we're going to get rid of it and get something, either a nice cooler or a Dometic, which doesn't use as much energy. Um, but literally since all of our power goes to our mini fridge, um, we ended up buying a little portable battery that we can charge our laptops on, we can charge the switch on, I mean anything. Um, but the way to charge the battery is we can charge it via a solar panel. So we bought a little solar panel for it and every day we put it up on the roof of the van so that the solar panel can charge Remus. But now it's kind of starting to sprinkle and rain. So Caleb just went up there to go grab it because it can't get wet. (laughs) And obviously Remus is named after um, Remus Lupin from, I mean, you should know who that's from. If you don't, Google it. I'm just kidding. Uh, Remus Lupin is from Harry Potter. A lot of our inanimate objects, I like to name them. And so we have a Remus, we have a Sirius, obviously the van is Santiago, a lot of male names we got going. Thank you. Uh-huh. You're pee. And now I'm going to go pee. So while Amy's peeing, I will do a musical interlude. I hope the guitar is in tune. This is um, The Night We Met by Lord Huron.
Tips appreciated. That was beautiful. Thank you for that. Thank you. <laughs> okay, so we were talking about grounding. Yes. Yes. I think you were asking me what it looks like for me. Mm-hmm. And I was talking about yoga. Mm-hmm. And yoga has always been a grounding thing, but even, you know, uh, looking back at the last week, I didn't do it for like five or six days up until yesterday. Um, and back in the past, I think if I didn't do it for like a week straight, I would feel some ungrounding. I would feel some like loose gravel between my feet when I would like go back to it. Um, I don't feel that way now. It just feels like every time I do yoga, it's just an opportunity to ground. Does that make sense? Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, I mean, you don't do it because you need the grounding. It's just an opportunity yeah. to ground. Like, and it's not like your body's longing, feeling loose and longing for that sense of grounding. It's kind of just a reconnecting yeah, thing. Yeah, it's just a reconnecting thing. And so, like, when I did it yesterday, it doesn't feel like I haven't done it in forever. It's just, like, it's in the moment. It's very intentional. It's, like, you know, we've talked a lot about, like, everything in the van life becomes so intentional or like even going back and hanging with friends in Denver. I feel like now even that's transitioned into doing yoga as opposed to where at our house, like our yoga mats were always out. I had plenty of time in the morning, day, night, whenever to do it. Now, like I I don't always have that. If it's raining outside, if we're traveling, if we got other stuff to do, if the van breaks down, you know, it's like, we got to take care of that stuff first. And so now when I do come to yoga, it's just a lot more intentional and it grounds me a lot, even though I'm doing it less. Yeah. Um, b- but <laughs> I don't know what I, so yeah, I think getting some yoga in, um, I feel grounded a lot. I can tell now when I'm playing guitar, there's certain times when I pick it up and I just want to play through songs I already know. Um, and there's certain times I pick it up and all of a sudden it just feels like I have so much power in my hands and creativity and I feel like that's kind of a sign of when I'm a little more grounded and centered that flows out more Mm -hmm. um so I do like doing that especially like in nature I was telling you this while you were gone I just I've been trying to just like sit outside and like see the scene like uh the river flowing by with mountain and back and I'll be like I'm gonna try to play music to this scene just like write whatever so that's become a grounding thing for me I think that's cool too how it like helps you kind of gauge your groundedness yeah, yeah, yeah. like you were saying if you can sit down there sit down with it and kind of like just let your fingers start playing and you don't really know where you're going but you're just kind of mm-hmm. playing what feels right that's that was interesting to hear you say like that's a sign of you know you're feeling really grounded and centered yeah. well you know i always it makes me think back to the rick and morty episode uh, get swifty <laughs> when they're when they're Show me what when they're you trying got. to creates uh, the best song in the world for a, a uni- a intergalactic music contest yes. TV show and uh, Morty starts freaking out and because they ha- they weren't working on the song they were just hanging out smoking weed <laughs> <laughs> and Rick's like hey before you can write any or create anything good you gotta learn to chill <laughs> and I feel like that is kind of a symbol of like when I can feel that like even when like I want to take photos of where we're at or pull out Donnie or like I just start feel like very creative in terms of playing guitar I feel a little more like oh I'm kind of grounded here mm-hmm. I'm like I'm feeling good I may have like had some moments but like I still feel centered that's cool <laughs> see everyone go watch Rick and Morty we need to start a podcast on that okay that'll be next because <laughs> that's a good one too <laughs> what about for you is there any, like, one thing that's, like, I need to do this in order to really start feeling grounded? Or, like, I need to do this every day we're mm-hmm. in the same spot? Mm-hmm. I mean, definitely exercise is a big one for me. That is a big one. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, exercise usually in the morning is best. Like, I can tell that's what my mind and body like best is in the morning, but sometimes that's not always um, an option. So, I mean, any time of day, really. And sometimes it is fun to switch it up because sometimes if you do the same thing over and over again at the same time, you can kind of get just stuck in like a, you know, autopilot mode. Mm-hmm. You're like, I, this is what I do all the time. I have noticed if I start to feel that way, if I switch it up and like decide to exercise in the afternoon or work out in the afternoon, it's like a whole new ball game sometimes. <laughs> like that's all <laughs> it, it takes. brand new. Yeah. yeah. And I feel way more like present well, Also because like the weather is probably completely different from morning to afternoon. Depending where we're at, it could be super, typically it's sunny in the mornings here. Yes. From like. 7 a.m. to 11. Uh, in the mountains, it does get, like, rainy. Around noon, it starts to, like... The variables start to yeah, come into play. Yeah, It could be a really windy, stormy afternoon mm-hmm. and evening, or it could just kind of But if it gets out. to, like, 2 p.m. and none of that's happened... You're probably it's good. probably good. It's probably a sunny <laughs> <Yeah>. day. <laughs> probably a sunny day. But, yeah, working out is definitely one that has translated in through every phase of my life, I would say, since I started doing it. Um... Other than that, it is a little bit of a variable. Um, kind of like I was talking about with how I'd want to spend my intentional solo time. It changes depending on how I'm feeling. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes it's getting lost in reading Harry Potter can be super grounding for me. Um, sometimes it's yoga, sometimes it's not. Um, sometimes it's like playing frisbee with the dogs. Um, Those are good grounding experiences. Yeah. For them too. And sometimes too in the van, um, I think things that I really enjoyed before living in a van that I can still do now in the van. For example, watching watching the NBA playoffs or like playing CTO. I mean, I didn't play the Switch that much before we moved in, but Mm -hmm. it's like familiar. But you talked about how video games in general have been a grounding thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, even just listening to you play video. Like if I'm laying in bed and you're playing Zelda next to me. Something um, we've been doing for years. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Not exactly in those terms, but yeah. Yeah. Um, So yeah, working out is really the main constant other than that. It depends on how I'm feeling. And if I'm feeling ungrounded because I... um, everything feels so unfamiliar and I feel a little lost, then I think things that are familiar, like watching the playoffs or Mm -hmm. playing video games help there. If it's because, um, I'm feeling ungrounded because I don't know what step to take next. Um, a lot of times like getting quiet, something like yoga or meditating will help with that. I'm feeling ungrounded because I can't shut my mind off. Getting lost in Harry Potter helps with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Kind of just depends. Yeah. It does depend. It's a learning process. Did you want to say anything about the Switch now after episode two, was it, or one? I um, think I've said a few times I love I love the Switch. Okay. Obviously, it's one of my grounding tools. <laughs> tools. It is a tool now. It's a tool in my toolbox. An tool essential box. item. Uh, someone asked me this week, I don't know, but they're like, what's the most essential item in van life? And I was like, the Nintendo Switch. Mm-hmm. Keep it charged. Have mm-hmm. we mentioned that? Thank you, Remus. Thank you, Remus, for always charging the switch. Yes. And I also, another, I mean, something else that's really grounding for me is, like, just connecting, like, with you. Like, when we sit down and have happy hour or something. Yeah. That's a very grounding moment. Or when we, in the mornings, when we sit up on the roof or go for a walk with our morning beverages. Mm-hmm. That's a very grounding thing for me, too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this past week felt like traveling, for sure. Yeah. It was like, we were just everywhere we were having to do stuff during the day it was like just kind of like tiring rather than 
ungrounding. Mm-hmm. Like we were just, I think it was a tiring week, especially yeah. you came back from Nashville. Um, you traveled back and then we had this whole week of like mm-hmm. traveling across Colorado and doing mm-hmm. all that. So yeah. Yeah. Montrose. Thanks for being here. Yo, thanks for being just our right respite. in the middle of everything good in Colorado. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's close to all the good stuff. It is close to all the good but stuff. The week, Would I call though, it the good stuff? <laughs> no. Even though the week was really tiring, it was really, really good. Yeah. A really good week. Really good two weeks since we last podcasted. Yes. yes. <laughs> <sighs> well, who should I email this audio to? <laughs> okay, Kizik. <laughs> but yes, thank you all so much for listening. As always, I know we've said it before, but we truly 100% mean it. If you ever want to try and meet up. Yes, or do it. We're waiting. If you want to come out to Colorado or if there's somewhere close by, maybe um, let us know. We'd love to work something out. Yeah, and I think we might be at the point, uh, depending on the van getting hurt again, <laughs> uh, where we can like kind of like project a little what the next few months of uh, places we're going to be. Hope so. The only Hope thing so. that really keeps us right now from getting places is the condition of the van um which changes sometimes moment to moment so it can change moment to moment very fast <laughs> yes. yes but either way if you want to come meet us or just talk and hang out virtually i love doing that too yeah or play some switch i'm still waiting for a mm-hmm. switch buddy so that i can uh what am can... i <laughs> well you know <laughs> i mean you're a switch buddy <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but uh, someone <coughs> in particular I'm waiting on to get a switch and then... Listener number four. Listener number <laughs> four. Are you out there? God. Oh. Uh, yeah, no, thanks for listening. It's fun doing this. If you ever have any questions too, just drop them on our Insta or something. On um, our message board. On our... On our <laughs> slide into our message board is what I call it. The Untitled Van Life message board. Okay, last question. And then we can close. Okay. Yeah, this is, uh, I wanted to talk or like ask you what about the name of the whole project. Untitled, Untitled Van Life. Van Life Project. Yeah. Like where did that come where from? Where it came from, what you think of it, what it means to you. Because <laughs> it's something, I mean, we took a while to kind of come to we it. did. When we were like, you know what, we want to create, we're going to be creating content. Mm-hmm. already once like van life gets started just um and we want to put it under the same umbrella mm-hmm. and channel it a little more i mean i remember us having that conversation i remember at some point you saying untitled van life project and i was like you know what i was like i, th- I like that but i want to like sit on it a little mm-hmm. bit longer so like we said we liked <laughs> it but we weren't going to attach to it and then after on i mean after a few months because that was we probably up, before we ended COVID up moving hit. In, oh, it was definitely before COVID hit because we ended up moving in months later than we thought we would. Um, it still just, like, sounded right. So kind of logistically, that's how it came to. Um, and I'm guessing that you drew inspiration for that name just from, like, any project that you start on your computer is just <laughs> untitled, right? Well, I am pretty obsessed with the word untitled. Um, True. Maybe it's just that whole millennial thing of not being able to label shit. So just call oh, it I was thinking up. cigarettes inspired. Oh well, that well, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's a lot of things in my life. I like the idea of untitled because I think it plays into this, con- the concept of like tabula rasa that I really Clean like. Slate. Clean slate. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, honestly, I think the original like I hadn't 
thought of that for van life um i think the original spark was actually from a bojack horseman episode mm. where they build that whole thing on princess carolyn's fake movie idea that she had bojack <laughs> attached to yes and it just becomes to actually at first it was like known what uh as a joke called the untitled princess carolyn project mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. reference to the movie title that she was going to pitch uh to the studio but then it ended up that was actually the name of like the movie or it became that mm-hmm. and i was like that would be awesome what if we just called it the untitled van life project because it's just it feels like one i think like you were saying we sat on it and we're like yeah it feels completely right because we have no idea what this is about to be in terms of how we're going to be experiencing life um, in terms of, like, what we're going to be doing, creating, like... It and just, now that I'm in it, I still feel that way. Yeah, I do. <laughs> it's almost, like, more perfect. It feels like just... It's like an untitled project that we're always mm. working on, working towards building, not necessarily going... Knowing where we're going, but we're not lost, you know? We're yeah. wondering. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, but with, like, purpose and intentionality. And, like, yeah, I just like how that's all wrapped up into the concept of, of it. Mm-hmm. I think what really stood out to me about it and what, I don't know, in the beginning at least, what I kind of, like, attached to with that idea is the idea, kind of like, I mean, you touched on this, but, like, not attaching any kind of stigma to what's about to happen or any kind mm. of projecting any kind of ideas of what it's going to look like or yeah. what's about to happen. Um, the name Untitled Van Life Project does just feel like a constant, ever-flowing ever-changing journey yeah it's like it can be whatever it is yeah. <laughs> whatever it yeah. wants to be yeah yeah it, it felt it felt very open which i felt like which felt right yeah open felt, yeah going into open and i mm-hmm. feel like it's just like always kind of consciously either almost like a mantra of like keeping it open mm-hmm. well like, yeah because i mean once you set a name to something or once you label something, I mean, we talked about this some with Cusick, like labeling things good or bad. Uh-huh. Once you like name something, put a label on it. It's almost like your mind just immediately starts associating it with a lot of things that mm-hmm. might not be rea- the reality. Yeah. Um, and I think giving this whole lifestyle that we're living untitled van life project, <laughs> giving, giving this it, title an untitled, it's title, not really a title <laughs> keeps, my mind open yeah yeah yeah. same same so yeah that's been something on there you go there's the background to it that's how we came to it that i feel like that's yeah we were in the same spot in terms of like how we approached it and what it meant for van life background (laughs) background background info i like that ending question (laughs) yeah if you made it, because everyone was dying to know why. I know. Why untitled? I know they like, and they knew episode five. That's when it was going to come. Yep. It's yeah. really because we're lazy. I just name everything untitled, but literally I do. <laughs> that was accurate about the computer. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I have seen. Thank y'all so much for listening, for tuning in. Um, we are, as we mentioned at the beginning, really excited for some future things with this podcast. We have already started our midday rambling series with Q. And then we also have kind of a new branch or a new series um, that will be kicking off in the next couple weeks as well that involves other people besides just the two of our voices. Yes, but still lots of... Still lots of us. Learning. Oh, and (laughs) And fun and adventures (laughs) and travel and people and knowledge, hopefully, and and fun and stories. and. Yeah, it's going to be really cool. So be on the lookout for that. And then, of course, we'll still be 
updating y'all every now and then on on van life yeah maybe more consistently maybe less consistently maybe as consistently it's an untitled amount of consistency this could be the last podcast ever (laughs) okay (laughs) (laughs) love you guys Peace. peace out